Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empire of the Cop podcast. But wait, what's that? Sorry, no, we are the Liverpool Transfer Committee. Forget about Julian Ward, forget about Jörg Schmatke, forget about William Spearman. It's us three deciding the fate of Liverpool's summer transfer window. We have Flash Court editor Steve Carson. We have Rick, social media legend. How are we all doing today, fellas? Are we looking forward to this, uh, this transfer shenanigans? It's, I mean, it's the second time I've ever been called a legend. So I'm, I'm, you've, you've already set me off on a good start. That's the good first, to hear. The, first time, the first time was Zane Lowe, of all people. Zane Lowe? I was, I was, I was absolutely wasted uh, on a night out at, when I, back at uni. I had a, a polo shirt with a popped collar, uh, those like uh, shutter shade glasses and a strobe light app on my phone. I was in absolute state when he called came up to me and said, you're a fucking legend, shook my hand and gave me a free T-shirt. So, you know, there's a little bit of Elmo lore. Well, there you go. What more do you want? Look at that. Don't say we don't provide you enough with this podcast. It's not just the football. Uh, but, Steve, how's Sorry, things Steve. on your end? Uh, I hear that uh, it's, it's rather cramped at the minute. Yeah, no, it's, it's um, you know... Well, where I'm living at the minute is, is very hot. Uh, we've got a bit of scaffolding work outside, so can't open the balcony, can't open the windows. So it's, it's getting very hot in the kitchen, you could say, uh, literally. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I'm ho- hoping that uh, we can keep a little bit cool under the pressure so much. So I'm actually sat next to my open fridge Ooh. in an attempt to cool me down. At the minute. <laughs> it's just what you've got to do, like, you know. So hopefully that can impact my decision-making here today. There'll be environmental warnings attached to this video before you know it when it goes live on YouTube. (laughs) Steve Um, has killed a polar bear tonight. (laughs) You you heard it here first. Environmental dangers, they will be calling us. Um, But yes, no, we're here obviously for a specific uh, reason. We're here to play the transfer committee game, courtesy of the Anfield Rap and specifically creator John Furlong and the provider of sorting fees and money, uh, Stephen Davies for the players them. Selves. I'm going to leave this here for Rick to explain more in further detail. So I've created this handy-dandy uh, spreadsheet, which I haven't tested. Hopefully it goes without itch. Um, but yeah, so basically the, the, the rules of the game are that... So you've got step one, you've got uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold's contract renewal. Do we want to uh, extend it? Do, you want, do we want to renew his contract? Yes or no? Um what that will do is, so we've got some salary units. So the maximum we can have is 205. That's like the, the, the salary budget. Um, we've currently used 188. Uh, by extending Trent's contract, he's currently on eight. And I believe if we were to renew it, boom, it takes it up to 12. So that would make him one of the most, uh, the highest, one of the highest paid players at the club. Um, alongside Salah, higher than Van Dijk. So, um, yeah, D- discuss. I, guess I, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Lance, but I think um, I'm all for it, personally. I appreciate it. Obviously, it takes a chunk out of the budget, but, you know, the gener- the one sort of generational talent we've got in the squad, huge future, I think it's, it's a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah, it's an easy one. Uh, if, if if you could choose one player right now to tie down on a ten-year deal at Liverpool, it's it's Trent Alexander-Arnold. So, 
whatever the contract renewal is, I think you've got to just go for it. My only concern, I, I agree with you, I, I think it's a bit of a no-brainer, but my only concern with it is that it takes him, as the, it makes him joint with, like, you know, with with Salah as, as one of the most, as the highest paid player at the club, according to this game anyway. Um, so where does that leave us in terms of the uh, the wage structure that we have, the famous wage structure? Because ultimately he's still quite young. I mean, you can only do this for so long before he's on, on silly money and you can't really reel it back from there. So that's my only concern. Again, again I think it's a bit of a no-brainer. He's a generational talent, like you say. It's, it's just that sort of feeling in the back of my head of like this this could slowly go pear-shaped if we uh, if we give someone that young sal- a salary that's that high. But again, it's a bit of a moot moot topic because you know we've 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 all agreed so uh shall we shall we move on to the, to the next thing or do you or do you want to come back at that no um, no yeah. I, th- I think i think you know if it was just any young player i think there's definitely uh you definitely could say that uh, and i think you know you definitely could say it about trent as well but you know like, like like we've all said he's a generational talent i think like anyone else looking you know at the contract uh, hierarchy would sort of realise that okay yeah Trent is a bit special and then yeah as time goes on there could be room um, for, for it to become a little bit ridiculous but as I say get him down on a 10 year deal and then just leave him on the current wage <laughs> I suppose I'm sure that'll work I mean okay. a 10 year deal takes him into his 30s isn't it so yeah, like, you know, it's you know, you kind of think at, at that point at that point anyway when you're looking to renegotiate maybe he's hit his early 30s or or whatever you know you're thinking can can he i don't know it's a tough one really um when you're looking at the kind of player he might be especially with the inverted role but yeah i think we're all probably in agreement yeah renew his contract all right okay so the second stage we've got here is um we've got the so we've got a few players here we've got joe gomez tyler morton fabinho uh, fabio carvalho uh, diogo jota uh, and Luis Diaz. Now, with all these players, we have to roll the dice, which is, I'm going to just, I've got a little phone app here. Hopefully, you'll be able to see it on the camera. Um, and for each one, there's like a little tick box. So if we get um, like a one or one to three, then it goes to a certain amount. Um, five or uh, four or five, that goes to a different amount. And then if you get, if you get the six, then you get the most money that you're going to get offered for that player. So, first off, Joe Gomez. We're just, just going to we'll just go through all of the players, and then we'll after we've got all the figures in, we'll we'll see where we go from there. So for Joe Gomez, is, is the list not is the list not higher? We've got Kelleher and Shimakas. Uh, yes, it is Kelleher and Shimakas. Yes. <laughs> that's what happens when you don't scroll up. So okay, so for Kelleher three, so that's given us an offer of eleven million pound. Okay, Oof. next up, Shimakas. One, we're really not doing well on this. This is awful. <laughs> Four for Joe Gomez. It's so sixteen million pound. Three for Tyler Morton. That gives us an offer of four million pound. Five. That's for Fabinho. So an offer of thirty-one million pounds. Four for Fabio Carvalho. So an offer of fourteen million pound. 
And then a three for Diogo Jota, 36. I'm really, we haven't even got one single six here. This is hey, there we go. <laughs> Luis Diaz, 62 million pound offer for Luis Diaz. Now, before, now before we go any further, um, I'm going to roll the dice one more time and it's come up with a number one. So that's our, so after 20 minutes of debate, I'm going to clock the time. Uh, after 20 minutes, something will happen according to uh, that number one. Uh, and yeah, we'll have to react on the fly to whatever that is. So I guess we'll, let's, let's go through all of these, all these players. Uh, there's a few that we can't sell. Adrian, who's, you know, who's on a, a year-to-year contract at this point. Um, uh, Stefan Bacic, uh, he can't, obviously, you don't want to be selling a, a player of that kind of talent. Uh, ben Doak, bit, bit, uh, bit too young for, or bit, you know, bit too new to, to really be throwing him out. Yeah. Uh, Cody Gakpo again, a fairly new play. Don't want to be getting rid of him so far. Cade Gordon and Mohamed Salah, because, you know, as much as like it would obviously bring a lot of money to the table, you don't want to be getting rid of your best players. So those, those are the, the, uh, that's where we stand. So now we just have to figure out who we're selling. Mm. Oof. Right. One of the big ones, uh, Luis Diaz. You know, if, if an offer of sixty-two million pounds comes in for Diaz, I think the club would have to consider it. Yeah, um, I, mean, I think you're that's right. That's the first one. Uh, you wouldn't want to get rid of him, but if you know, if a club comes in and just throws sixty-two million pounds on the table, that starts a conversation. <laughs> so, okay, let's let's pretend that that has happened. Mm. Because in the in the grand scheme of things, that's that's what what you've got thrown at you. Would you get rid of Diaz? I'd be reluctant to. It's a lot of money, but I think I don't know. I think it needs to be a, a bit bit of a bigger sort of asking price. I think you know if you're leaning more towards eighty plus, I think you know you'd have to be definitely tempted. But in terms of what he offers, you're then looking at right. You need to bring in another sort of less sided forward. Uh, at that point, which will, which will create problems down the line, I'm sure, uh, especially once we account for the curveballs. Um, I'd I'd be reluctant, personally, to shake hands on that. Yeah, you'd, you'd need to use the lot to replace him, really, um, yeah. unless you were just going to use a player in the squad and then sign a lesser player for the bench, just weakening the team overall, uh, which... Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good deal, but I don't, I don't see us needing to go down unless we look at it later on and we're like we need this player and we need to you know get the funds from Diaz but yeah it's it's not really a play you know he's not a player you want to be looking to sell um I suppose there's there's a there's an, another level to it like if he's got a burning desire to play for Real Madrid and that's the team that has put forward the bid but obviously that's that's not it's not something that we know uh in this game so yeah, um, I tell you what. Should we, should we just go through this list and go through like the the ones that we could we could definitely get rid of? Because I mean, there's like Nat Phillips. I mean, the, the, these are kind of players that probably aren't going to generate a lot of money, but we might as well just sort of go. That player hasn't really got a future. Let's just you know add them to the to the pile. Try and generate yeah, as much. That, yeah, I think yeah, we can agree with that. Yeah, Nat Phillips. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's it. What, what do we feel? Yeah, players like um, Vandenberg. It's difficult. Yeah, I mean, there there is the temptation to just go, yeah, just get rid. Like, 
just get as much money on on the table as possible before moving to the next step but that you've got to kind of stay within the the spirit of the game and yeah. like you know is if, if if you were in a real life scenario you wouldn't get rid of all of your kids just to just to generate some dough unless you were really really struggling so yeah I, I'd yeah, say I see your logic. Yeah, I suppose yeah, as well. I mean, if, if we're going to get rid of Reese Williams, they probably yeah, makes sense. Yeah, Reese Williams. I suppose as well uh, the, the the injury record Matip and Gomez uh, famously have as well. Van den Berg could end up being that right sided uh, centre back that we uh, we need. You never know. And for the sake of two mil, I think you'd you'd rather just have that gamble. So, yeah. yeah. Is there a com- and is there a conversation then? He's on low wages as well. He's only on one one unit, so it's not exactly it's not exactly doing much for us if we get rid of him. You know, yeah. well, is there a conversation then to be had to bring in to to sell John Matip, free the wage bill a bit? Where's John? Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, I would I would say we we leave Matip for now, mm. and then if we are struggling with the wage bill later on, that's when we. That's when we go right. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll cut our losses. Yeah. Um, okay. I I know basically the the timeline in which this this game is taking place is like the other week when um, we've we've just signed McAllister. Uh, Bellingham is still you know not at Real Madrid as much as that that pains me to to say, um, and uh, you know um, Calvin Ramsey hasn't gone on loan yet so this is that's that's the the bubble that we're this game was this spreadsheet was created in because obviously football is constantly changing um especially with the transfer market so yeah well that, that's a conversation we definitely need to have then because we've got connor bradley and calvin ramsey that's two right backs beyond trent so one of them surely we need to be thinking about selling yeah <sighs> Uh, I suppose the the eight there for Connor Bradley is not too bad, man. He's a promising player, but you know, like you say, if, if the idea that Ramsey's sticking around, you do sort of think, don't you? Mm. I think of, of, of the defenders that are left there, he's probably the one you'd be tempted most to uh, to consider moving on, if any. To be honest, because obviously it would be unusual for. Um, a team to just offload like 10 players in a window uh, so you know if we're going to get rid of another one I would probably suggest Connor Bradley even though in real life I would not suggest that yeah mm. and likewise I think as well we've got to think about uh, left backs we've got Owen Beck Luke Chambers um, and Andy Robertson so that's a surplus of left Simicast. backs yeah. Well, also, well, yeah. don't forget Samikas yeah is is at mm. the top although yeah, it's not exactly the best the best offer that we've got on the table for for Smikas. No, no, I mean arguably the best backup left back in the league uh, for nine yeah, mil. Yeah, absolutely, he's probably staying around. But in which case, then <laughs> it's Boldham. It's just been, yeah. <laughs> but the yeah. spirit of the game. Should we be thinking about offloading Chambers and Beck and freeing up five on the wage bill? I think. I yeah, would, go yeah. on then. Yeah, I'd definitely I get rid of Chambers, and I'm not going to argue against Beck. It's fine. R- right, yeah. okay. Cham- Chambers so, and Beck will sell. Okay. Um, so let's see who's left. Uh, so what were we saying about Connor Bradley? Because I would swap Bradley for Beck if I was, uh, yeah. 
I'd get rid of Bradley, but keep Beck just because the, the numbers and you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, balance. I could, I could get behind that. I've already ticked the box, so I'm I'm fully behind <laughs> that. Um, uh, the keeper situation. Can we get rid of? Because uh, I mean, there's 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 Kelleher. We've got a, a fairly low offer for him in the grand scheme of things. Mm. Um, even though that's, I mean, do, he came. Did he come through the academy or was he uh, was he brought in? Can't remember. He, he was brought in, wasn't he? Because he was from. Was it Ring? Wait, did he come through? Was it? Yeah, he, he he was brought through at a very young age, and then he kind of yeah. worked his way through the last years at the academy before getting through. So how much? I can't remember how much he was brought in for but either way it's a fairly hefty pro- uh, a profit that we're, we're making if mm. we're getting him uh, getting 11 mil for him i suppose you've got to argue as well i think both pitaluga and davies are quite highly rated pitaluga obviously came back off a was it a shrewsbury line mm. Mm. Did, did well did pretty well there by all accounts um just, just to skip ahead um in the in section we've only got one goalkeeper uh, Ron Robert Zeeler from Hanover. He's, I, I mean, I've, I can't say that I've seen an awful lot of Hanover, so I can't really. Uh, but he's available on a free. He's, he's, 34 years, yeah. he's 34 years of age and hasn't played any football. Um, I don't know. I think, how old Adrian now? Like, what, he must be on. I think it's, a, it's about, yeah, about the same in T, about 30. Is he 35, 36? I, I worry he's thirty six. I've just looked. I, yeah. I worry with Zeeler, it might be a case where you know he's probably going to be second choice ahead of Adrian, but he's not by a con- as considerable a distance as Kelleher. Um, at which point, I wonder whether it's worthwhile considering advancing one of the younger lads and saving that money. Yeah, I think I, I, I think what whatever happens, Adrian is is definitely third choice. He's, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what we do with with Kelleher, I mean, in real life and in, he's definitely mm-hmm. not going to get a, a bump up as some people are sort of worrying. Like, the, there's definitely one of the youth prospects is, is going to get the get the bump over him. I think the, the thing that's hampering us really with Kelleher is that we've got the lower offer for Kelleher because yeah. it's like you're looking at it going, is it really worth shipping out Kelleher to have Adrian or Zila as second choice for 11 mil? No, but if it had been the higher ones. Yeah, obviously. In real life, you look at it and you go, "Well, he's obviously, you know, above being on our bench." So there's that. In real life as well, Harvey Davies has just gone to Crewani on loan. So yeah. there's, 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 besides uh, the people playing a game, never mind. <laughs> um, um, I mean, we could. What, what, I mean, the, what what I was going to say is that the, the 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 wages and the price just aren't for the, for those two aren't really worth getting rid of. Um, unless we desperately need to pick up two two grand, if that makes sense. Like later on in the grand scheme of things, like yeah, we might as well just keep him in for now. So I okay, so the, we... the decision really oh, is get rid of Kelleher, get in Zila, and that is just eleven mil in the bank. Is that worth it? Probably not. No. Not at this stage, anyway. Again, maybe when we get to the buying stage, we might go. Yeah, well, we could probably do with uh, you know what is it. 13 mil in the bank in which mm. case you go right okay bum, 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 like yeah two youth keepers and and uh Keller are out you bring in zeela as well you're sacrificing wage units i think it's yeah. four uh, which is which is 
Yeah, I think it's looking a bit tight at the moment. I have a good feeling, though, that uh, the salary units are going to be less of an issue than the transfer budget is. But that's just, you know, just a gut feeling, anyway. Um, okay, okay, so we'll, we'll be keeping Kelleher and Shimakaz for now. Um, are we still working on the the yeah the, sort of the current options list, sort of? Yeah, I mean, uh, no, none of those offers are really jumping out to me, apart from Gomez. Would you not consider Morton? I know it's not much in the wage units, but in terms of just a little bit of added extra padding, you know, let's be honest. You're looking I, at Bichetic and Fabinho. I just can't see where he's going to get minutes. Good shout, that. Um, I'm not against I, it. I would say put him on like the side pile of like, if we need to, we'll sell. But as of right now, not I'm um, that that four million isn't really swaying me. Fair enough. Okay, well, here's, here's something I think is an easier, well, somewhat easier decision potentially. Uh, Fabio Cavallio, and yeah. any shouts there to sell him? <laughs> I'm trying to ignore the real life situation because, yeah. <laughs> like, if you look at him yeah. on paper, you're just going, no, you're keeping him because he's he's an absolute, yeah. you know, future gen. Um, but then you hear the rumours and it's like, well, mm, yeah, I don't think he's going to be a future gem at Liverpool. So, yeah, if, if, we're, if we're playing the game, you're looking at that thinking that's 14, million, 14 in the bank, nice bit of extra wage units in to play around with. I think wage units will, will come in quite important, to be honest. I think we're only on, um, what's it, 19 wage units? Yeah. So assuming the average player is going to cost uh, eight wage units. I feel, I feel like we're going to need to free up some space there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> real in, in line of considering that, would you consider Jota? I wouldn't consider Jota, you know. No. I wouldn't, especially, I think... Yeah, no, it, I, I get what you... From the point of view of, if you're looking at centre-forward, you're thinking Nunez and, and Gakpo. But then I think Jota... Always adds that extra something, you know. You could you could technically put them out right as well, and Salah goes Afcon. I mean, this is very hard to distinguish between the yeah. game and reality. Um, <laughs> Salah Afcon shout is a is a is a good one because you know. Yeah. I mean, again, we have to divide real life with this game, but um, that that Afcon run that we've got without Salah is 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 yeah. pretty difficult. Uh, yeah. There's some pretty difficult fixtures thrown in there, so. Yeah having Jota to, to sort of come I mean he's a very streaky player but when he's on a when he's on a run he is on a run and he's got I, any of his body parts he's a, he's a freak yeah yeah I, I I've I don't really want to get rid of him to be yeah. honest but I, I I wouldn't be getting rid of any of the, the forwards to be honest with you I think we've only you know Bobby gone we've only got five I know you can make arguments for um Kyder Gordon if he, if he has a good Sort of up and coming season, Harvey Elliott technically can play that right wing role, um, but yeah, I don't, I'd be very. I don't know. Leaves you, leaves you. Get rid of Diaz or Jota and leaves you with four senior forwards, which for me is I, I, I'm I'm uncomfortable with that prospect. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you can't replace Jota with 36 mil. That's the problem, really, isn't it? You you couldn't go in the market, and well, you probably yeah. couldn't go in the market and get a player that would, that would do what he does for Liverpool. I, th- I think out of those players there, um, I think Carvalho is probably the most tempting to move on. And then depending on what happens later on, Gomez, 
and if we get pressured, Morton. <laughs> but I'm a bit sceptical about moving on centre mids at the minute because that's definitely a, a weak point for Liverpool. Mm. I wonder if Wage will come into play more, actually. I know Rick reckons it'll be transfers because in that case, then, you know, you'd be looking at Jean Matip. I know only four for transfer, the age for the, the Wage compared to Gomez's six. Um, and of the two, I know, yeah, again, I know the injury issues, but I think you know, Gomez is your, young, your younger player, plays centre-back, plays right-back. Matip's on the way out. Mm-hmm. Tough, yeah, tough one. I think we'll, they'll have to come into play later, like you're saying, Steve. But yeah, <laughs> we've got some yeah. tough decisions to make. Um, In, we, okay, so we go, can we move on to a midfield? And, and Yeah, and, I think we need to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go on then. <laughs> right, okay. Here's the Let's look at one. things. Oh, look at that for Curtis Jones. Uh, 40 Curtis Jones, 50 mil. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. I love, I love Curtis Jones, but bloody hell. That is fucking... I'm, I'm, actually, I'm worried now that I've typed in the wrong... No, no. <laughs> 45, 48 is there, the, isn't it? Christ. 48 Ooh. price that oh. the tour have given him. So, yeah, I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I, I, I stand by that. The English tax, yeah. Yeah, all right, fair enough. And, and he's right. improved in the last couple of, you know, yeah, last he's, couple he's, weeks. He's, he's, he's been on fire, so. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to go out there and sit on a limb and just say we're not selling Jones or Elliot. Um, yeah. And the real, the, the real discussion here is about Thiago. Yeah, because that is way. 10 mil. And he's not Look exactly, at the wage units. Yeah. Yeah, ten, oh, 10, unit, 10 units, sorry, 8 mil. <sighs> We're not going to get an awful lot for him, but getting getting his wages off the book would be... A, I, I, again, he's one of these players that I would put on the, the, the maybe pile, like the, the break glass in case of emergency, because mm-hmm. he's the kind of player that brings so much to the team. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does a lot behind the scenes that we don't see either, like in, mm-hmm. the, in, the, in the changing rooms. Um you know, seems to be one of these kind of players that you'd do anything to have at your club. But if he's not fit, then isn't it's that's ten wage units just sat there doing nothing effectively. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 wrote, interesting. I wrote a season review recently, actually, and I, I discussed about uh, which of uh, Liverpool's like main players would be first out the door if we needed to generate funds and after quite a bit of consideration I decided it was Thiago if anybody had to uh, although that wouldn't be you know, a preferable decision but if we had to it would be him and looking at what I've seen so far as I say I, I'm a bit sceptical about getting rid of midfielders but depending on who maybe we'll bring in I think Thiago would be the first domino to fall for me in mm-hmm. terms of you know getting rid of players especially after seeing that you know his, his wage units there being the highest in that little midfield bracket and, you know, <laughs> combined Jones and Elliot's wages. So, yeah, I think I think Thiago would be the first for me to go uh, if we started looking at midfielders for the chopping block. But, uh, finally, you were talking about Henderson, were you? Yeah, it's a difficult one with Henderson, isn't it? Because I think, you know, you're looking at the two players that sort of, you know, you didn't quite expect to have as big a drop-off and it was Henderson and Fabinho. But sort of Fabinho sort of got his act together with the Trent inverted role sort of coming into play. But Jordan Henderson looks very much the kind of player who's just going to slip seamlessly into that sort of James Milner role. Uh, now, the question is, is because, you know, we, we keep Fabinho on the basis of, 
you keep playing that Trent role, he still very much has, you know, I think Klopp's already said he's going to be an integral part of the side going into next season regardless. Henderson, you can't really be as confident and say the same way, at least as far as pitch performance is concerned. But you know how much Liverpool value that that off-the-pitch involvement, you know, the, the motivation, the setting, the standards, the leadership. Um, is he on the maybe pile? Mm. I mean, he's probably next after Thiago, Thiago yeah. isn't he? Uh, I mean, Fabinho, even though he had that 31 mil for Fabinho. No, I mean, Fabinho, you know, he, he did have a bit of a drop-off, but there is that feeling that, like, you know, that player is still in there, whereas Henderson, with with the greatest of respect, is is over the hill. We're not going to get Henderson's best again. That's yeah. that's now behind him. Um, obviously, wonderful leader, but on the pitch, his, his influence is waning. So, yeah, I think he would be next after Thiago for me, in, in that little bracket, anyway. I, I would say that I, I agree what you, you've said. Like, he... That my only concern is if he if he can't get on the pitch, then all he becomes is a is a spokesman for the club. You know, he's he's club captain, but if he's if he's not on the pitch, then he's not exactly doing what we what we need from him. Um, and yeah, it's it's that thirty one million for Fabinho. I I also think that Fabinho. I, I you said that like. There is that chance that he that it's just a, a dip, but it just seems to me as though because um, I mean it helps that we've got Trent now coming into into the, the midfield uh, positioning, but like it always felt to me that the defense suffered because Fabinho wasn't on his uh, in his prime. You know, you, we we haven't seen the best of Van Dyke. It's always been a bit of like you know that partnership with Van Dyke at the back has always been a bit in flux this this last season, and, and it hasn't helped that like the the wall in front of them hasn't been as, as structurally structurally integral as it has been in previous seasons. And for thirty one million, yeah, ten it, 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 ten wage units off the books. It's tempting, but for me, it becomes a discussion about space control. Um, because, all, all, you know, don't get me wrong, I was first in queue to slam Fabinho for much of his performances last season. But again, you saw, you saw, saw Trent coming up with his, with his fresh legs into that midfield role, women possession, squeezing that space. You know, Fabinho had less ground to cover, massively changed his performances. You add that on top to, you know, Liverpool bringing in mid, you know, quality sort of loads of energy midfielders, you know, like your Alexis McAllister's of the world. How much does that benefit Fabinho's game? Because you know, you'd be inclined to blame a lot of it on. So Henderson's legs go. You know, you don't have your Wijnaldum figure in there. You don't have your legs in midfield, which then means Fabinho's got a lot more ground to cover. Yes, I do think form comes to that partially, and of course the prior campaign. But I, I, I would be more inclined, yeah, to sell uh, to sell Thiago or Henderson first before Fabinho. Yeah, I mean, one thing you you mentioned there is like the the reduction of, of space that he has to, to travel because of course you know the, the space is you know compacted because Trent's there as well but Trent can't play every single game he's going to need a break at some point and but, but again that's why you bring in midfielders well yeah you you but it's it's a case of you know we'll have to cross that bridge when we get to it 
because we've got 113 million in the bank. Maybe we need to get some sort of defensive cover as well. Um, that's not an awful lot to play around with, I don't think, to get three players of, any, of quality. Um, and if if Trent can't play, then you've got to make sure that you, his his understudy is capable of of playing the same style, because otherwise you're you're stuck with Fabinho like in in no man's land, effectively trying to cover all this space and he's shown that he's he's getting to the point now where he might not be able to to maintain that for i mean granted it'd be for long periods of time and trent would only be out for with any look cross fingers only a match or two and wouldn't have a, a sustained injury but if he did have a sustained injury heaven forbid what happens with that you know defensive midfield position but but then is that entirely dependent on on Trent's availability? Because would you not say you know you Liverpool bring in you know a, a couple more, even just one more midfielder with legs and dynamism in him? Does that not shrink the space anyway? Because I think we you know Fabinho's yeah. struggles last term aren't entirely down to you know Trent well, coming in and shoring it up. It was you know we didn't have that level of energy around Fabinho to cover the space, which means you know he gets overwhelmed a lot. Um, well, in that case, should we, should we move on to the? Should we look at who we, who's available for the for the ins before yeah. we? Because I feel like it's getting to that point where it's like, well, if we get this kind of player in, then, but if yeah, so yeah, but before, but before we do that, uh, there's been some breaking news. Uh-oh. Uh oh, Man City have been found guilty of all charges against them. Uh, players are now asking to leave. Uh, Harland is now available for a hundred million. <laughs> well, that's uh... so that's a that is a that is now at a possibility. That is a tasty Harland. conundrum. So that what is... was that? Curtis Jones, Fabinho, <laughs> and um, Cavalio out, and Harland in. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, that's 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 the, the thing. Is we would be left with thirteen million, and he would also come in as our joint top play, paid player. I, I think I think that's a no. Just, yeah, I just mean, some some little like you know feeling in the back of my head saying no to that. Yeah, reason to celebrate too. still. The you know the charges <laughs> oh, yeah. we've been found guilty of the charges. Lovely stuff. That's that's yeah. great news for us. One hundred and fifteen financial charges. I want to remind our viewers: if one of those bad boys doesn't stick, I will be shocked. I will find. I will buy a hat. And I will eat it live on air <laughs> if one of those charges do it. Mark my words. Um, okay, so happen. that little dice roll didn't really do anything really in the grand scheme of things. I don't think we're buying him. So, right, where do yeah, we that, where do we start? That, that I think really so. We've got we've we've already brought in Alexis McAllister from Brighton, and that's a that's a done deal. Um, I think we should focus on the midfield. I think that's the the main place we need to focus on. Alex Scott from Bristol City. All right. <laughs> My eyes were just drawn straight there. I don't know why. Um, Valverde for 91 million. It's a lot. It is a lot of money. It's a lot. I think it's Savage for 28. That's, that's quite good. That's quite good. Yeah, um, but he's, he's also... I feel like he's like a meme player, like like uh, Marco Royce was for us a while back, where it's just sort of like, 
would just keep going back to the same name over and over and over again. Like, I feel like he's been linked with us so many times over the past decade. Like, I remember signing him on Football Manager, like, 2011, back when he was, like, a proper sort of, like, upcoming. And here we are now. I mean, the question is as well, does he fit the age profile? Yeah. He's he's six foot three, so which is something that will definitely appeal to our our recruit. Well, will appeal to us as the transfer committee. Um, But he's 28 years of age. Um, 28 years of age. I've just got up his FB ref uh, stats here. He's phenomenal in the air. He's in the 98th percentile for aerials, one uh, for midfielders amongst his peers over the last calendar year. Uh, ranked very highly for touches in the opposing penalty box, 90th percentile, 77 percentile for successful take-ons. His pass completion is absolutely diabolical, though. 75.1% of passes completed, which puts him into the 13th percentile um, amongst his midfield peers. Uh, it's a small pool of passes attempted, though, uh, about 15, 58.18 per 90. Um, and, and, any thoughts, gents? Um, I don't know. Some some stats can be a bit misleading. I mean, Milinkovic Savic is hoofing the ball up to Immobile in these days. It's uh, it's not. It might not end too well for him in that respect. He might yeah, be attempting more risky passes than his teammates, perhaps. But I mean, yeah, he's he's definitely not got the star power that he used to. I, mean, I was just looking at the the players there, and I mean, I, I'm drawn to Manu Kone, and I know that seems like a bit of an easy shout, but yes, be, yes, based on this game that we're playing here, Manu Kone seems to be the one that I'm drawn to the most. Like, Yori Tielemans would have been one of them, but 12 wage credits, um, him coming in on that, that that doesn't sit quite right, I don't think. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that and uh, Yunus Musa as well from um, Valencia, I think he could be quite a good chance. I've always been impressed by him. And I like his wage credits and also price. So I'd like to throw Manu Kone and uh, Yunus Musa into the uh, into the zeitgeist. I'd just like to capitalise on uh, Steve's admiration of, of Manu Kone, Gladbach superstar. Six foot one. So not quite the uh, six foot three levels of Milinkovic, Savic, or even six foot four of Kefren Taram. But statistically, he's wonderful. Uh, 75th percentile for tackles, 96th percentile for successful take-ons, 78th percentile for pass completion. That's uh, based on a very small pool of passes attempted, uh, 47.52 per 90, uh, of which he has an 86.2% success rate. So that would need to improve, but I assume he'd be, pass- he'd be expected to, uh, to play a lot more passes at Liverpool. And 77th percentile for progressive carries. Um, bit, bit of a raw talent, but I think there's there's... A lot there to unearth uh, for for the eight spend and uh, sorry eight salary thirty four spend um, fits the bill really I think for a for potential Liverpool midfielder in terms of the value that you're getting for him. Uh, Tielemans is an interesting shout, although he's only five foot nine, and I think that's going to be a problem. Especially if we, we've already brought McAllister, who's about roughly five nine as well. I think as you were saying the other day kind of need to look for midfielders that are probably six foot and over. Um, yeah, I mean, we have, we've, we've got a fairly uh, short squad in the grand scheme of things. And I feel like that's been an issue that we've been talking about for, for ages and ages. It's, it's just, you know, I, I, 
I mean, I haven't got the stats in front of me, but it just it just from the eyeball test, it feels like we're losing more and more of those like aerial challenges uh, as as seasons go by. Because uh, it used to be that like long ago, it felt like oh, every single time we got a corner, we were going to get a goal out of it, and now it, it just feels like well, we've got a corner, it's probably just going to go back to their their side, and and uh, you know we'll just. Play play on from uh, center of the pitch again, I guess. Whenever uh, whenever it gets to that, that point, it, it yeah, it just I I'm all I'm all on board for Kone. I, I'm ha- I'm happy to tick that box. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I Coop Miners. Is Coop Miners a physical presence? Coop Miners is small. I think. Let me just get. Um... If this will ever load. No, no, no. Bear with me, gents. I will get the stats one way or another. Uh, Toon Coop Miners. Give me the height and feet, Sivu Play. Um, no, that's, that's... There we go. Right, okay. Oh, actually, no. He's six foot. He's exactly six foot, Toon Coop Miners. So not bad. Although no, I'd be tempted... Bit of leadership about him as well, isn't there? A bit of leadership about him too. If we want to throw um, a random one in, I think uh, Lukas Su- Suic, potentially. Oof. Could have come attempt anyone there? A Leipzig midfielder. Just, uh, a Leipzig midfielder. Oh. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's, it's a potentially interesting one, I think. So he's six, uh, six and a half feet. Um, his, his aerials percentage isn't bad. He puts him at 50, 52nd percentile for aerials one amongst his midfield uh, peers. Registers high for interceptions and blocks. Average for tackles. Um, pass completion is a bit bit average. He makes plenty of passes attempted. Makes a lot of progressive passes. Uh, but that's something that needs to be worked on. He doesn't seem a particularly competent ball carrier. Um, but again, you know, you think 20 years of age. Could, could we work on that? Potentially, don't know what don't know what our thoughts are. Yeah, he sounds all right. I, I'm I'm still just drawn to the the, the two that I said before, Kone, which we all like the sound of Kone, and uh, Musa as well. I think I think I think he would be another shout there. But no, I could definitely see benefits from all the players that we've mentioned here. It's yeah. it's a shame that Jacob Ramsey's sixty six mil because yeah. <laughs> he probably would have been a good shout too as well. But I mean. You're probably not going to splash out that much, but I mean, we've seen similar. Uh, Curtis Jones has had a similar sort of inflation in our in our squad, so I suppose there's that. But yeah, that I mean, Manu Kone just seems to be a shout there. But um, Zukic also looks like he could could be some player. I don't know a great deal about him, but uh, Leipzig do seem to churn out uh, some good uh, little gems here and there, even if their injury records are sometimes left to be desired. Out of curiosity, was anyone tempted by Conor Gallagher? I was it, just it, I was just looking at him, and I was just thinking he's a bit he's a similar sort of profile to um, like to Jones in terms of like you know age and and, and value. I just yeah, what's because the only uh, thing that yeah the only thing that puts me off is his height. So he's five eleven. Um, but statistically, and this is quite interesting, at least this is according to FB Ref's uh, statistical profile, so bear that in mind with a pinch of salt. Um, but they obviously compare him to another sort of 10 midfielders and they look at who he's most statistically similar to. Do we want to guess 
the name at the top of that list of who Conor Gallagher is most statistically similar to? Statistically similar? Um, I don't know. The, the way that he plays... Like, a player currently active in the league or, like, historically, like, Milner from five years ago. Is that... Is that? Um, so it's it, it's across all of Europe's top five leagues. So bear that in mind. Oh, it's not Jesus. England. So the player that he's most statistically similar to does not play in England. Though, uh, hint, hint, many wish he did. Was it Bellingham? Yes, it is indeed. Jude Bellingham. Believe it or not, Jude Bellingham is the most statistically similar player to Conor Gallagher, according to FB Ref's statistical profile. Uh, followed closely by Joel Inton of Newcastle. Other notable similarities are Liam Goretzka, who comes in fourth, and Conrad Leimer in eighth. Both Bayern Munich players, or soon to be Bayern Munich players for Conrad Leimer. Um, statistic, I mean, again, I don't want to get too bogged down in statistics, but, you know, I think it's hard to ignore. Um, you know, it come, comes up very well for um, touches in the opposing penalty box, progressive passes received, um, does reasonably well for carries and successful take-ons, 81st percentile, 79th percentile, respectively. Um, just seems to be looking at that, seems to be a player that seems to be more involved in the sort of final phase of play. Um, not that we don't want our midfielders to be involved in the final phase of play, but I feel like we need maybe need more perhaps physically dominant. He's not doing so well with the old assists, though. No. Looking at no. His, his stats. Uh, just, yeah. No, it, it, yeah, his assists aren't fantastic. He does very well for non-penalty uh, XG, though. So he is a goal threat. But it, it depends really what you're looking from from the midfielder. Because I, I think as an absolute minimum, we need physicality, which is where he might fall short at 5'11". Um, and then anything else beyond that is an added bonus. So it depends what you're looking for beyond that. What, what trumps it for, for you both? Uh, what, what about you, Steve? You, you, you know, if you're looking for like a physically sort of competent midfielder, what, what's going to be this, the final sort of cherry on top of the cake for you? Are you going to be looking for goals or assists? Because it seems to be the, prop, the constant problem, isn't it? We always, we've always complained about our midfield. Even when we had a Van Alden, Henderson and Fabinho at their absolute peak of their powers, it was always an issue of, oh, Liverpool's midfielders and chip in with goals. But um, as the... Uh, has it turned for you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's the ball carrying thing, but I, I'm, I'm sort of yet to see how Alexis McAllister uh, works in a Liverpool team. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that that might be a role that he takes up um, at Liverpool. So I think the main thing for me would be um, just having some hard hitters in midfield uh, because we've been run over a few too many times <laughs> in midfield. Um, you know, we don't seem to have that same... Dynamic, uh, don't have that same sort of like, you know, fire in midfield, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, Manu Kone is a, is a great shout there. I think, um, yeah, I think, well, Sander Berge would be a, a bit of a battering ram, but I'm not too sure whether we'd uh, we'd want Sander Berge starting. Yeah, he's not got exactly the most sort of like, yeah, battering ram is probably the best description. He's not exactly got fitness I mean, about him. Statistically, he's a competent ball carrier. Six foot two as well, previously admired by uh, Jurgen Klopp. Um, perhaps one you'd think wouldn't feature high up on the shortlist. Um, but he's, he's, he's not a bad option. It just depends, I think it depends what kind of the difficulty will be going back and looking at the players we could sell to potentially make room. I, I, feel, I, feel, I, think we, I think we can all safely agree right now we all want Manu Kone. Yeah, um, and yeah. then we probably want another midfielder beyond that. 
Uh, so the question is, who are we looking at and are we looking to sell a new one to accommodate? Yeah, I think I think I think that is it. The, the free transfers just don't seem overly appealing, do they? No, <laughs> the ones that are there. It's the Alamans is probably the closest. Obviously, in real life, he's going to be signing for Aston Villa, but um, yeah, no, they they don't appeal. Um, maybe this is how it's, it is actually in the real world. Because when you're playing FIFA, you do just get free transfers like like the like the going out of fashion. But um, yeah, you're looking at the wage there, and you're like, nah, Kante is not coming in on twelve wage credits, whatever that means. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, I don't know about you guys, I think at this point we could probably move on to another position and then maybe reconsider um, perhaps yes. Fabinho and maybe Carvalho's potential outs as we look at the forward line to see if we could improve midfield or forward a little bit more. So in that case, I mean, Ooh. when you say we want to move on to different positions, I mean, like, would we look at defence? Is that what you're saying? I think let's 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 have a look at the back line because I think th- this is going to be a really tricky one because I know obviously midfield is going to take much of the attention, but I don't think many of us are really considering just how important it is we get the back line right, given that you're looking at sort of the inconsistency of Gomez and Matip. Canate played less than half of our available league games last term, which you know if we're looking at Canate as the man is effectively going to allow Trent to play the inverted role, you're either banking on him being fit for the whole entire season, 90% of the games, or you're bringing another competent right-sided centre-half. Right. So my concern is looking at the budget that we have and bearing in mind who will be sw- who, who will be swapping out and how much they'll be bringing to the table. Some of these defenders are very expensive. Mm-hmm. And you've got maybe one... Two, three, four there that are in this sort of like quite cheap and wouldn't take it too much out of the uh, the midfield budget because that's something that we definitely need to sort out. And any defender is going to probably be an understudy slash sidekick for for Canate. So. Unless we get someone in, so I mean, what was the decision on? Uh, I, my, I've, I've already forgot what our decision was with the, the whole uh, right back situation. Yeah. So I, th- I think we agreed that we'd sell. Um, yeah, was it Connor, Connor Bradley? Connor Bradley. Yeah, yeah. Connor Bradley. Yeah. And then that that means we've then got Trent and Calvin Ramsey. Um, See, I don't. Decent, I don't think that uh, yeah I, I don't think that uh, Calvin Ramsey is going to be that that Trent like it, it, we'd have to play in a different style if he was on the pitch I, we wouldn't be doing this hybrid midfield game that you know we're, we're doing with Trent we'd so revert it's, it's to what just... we always did though wouldn't we you know what we've done before Trent which is having three yes. competent midfielders who can cover the space um yes but that's but also remember that we were practically going to have a brand new midfield who haven't played in that style before so that's two different types of, of styles of play that they're having to learn well i mean it depends who you go for really isn't it because i think alexis McAllister, i think will be a seamless fit i think he's the one one player we can all agree on right now instantly improves your midfield three and i think pretty much instantaneously 
seamlessly fit to Liverpool's style of play. Brighton's style of play isn't too dissimilar to how Liverpool play, certainly under Tazabi. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be really... I'm genuinely fully confident McAllister will be pretty much an instantaneous hit. Um, It's just a question of who you go for uh, beyond that, really. I'm not not too familiar with Gladbach's or Nice's style of play for Manu Kone or Catherine Charan. So I don't know how how quickly they'd adapt. Uh, Nice are quite, um, for whatever it's worth, Nice are quite narrow in terms of how they play. They don't don't tend to go out wide too often. Um, I'm not an expert on Nice, uh, but that was... uh, that was a bit of a conversation I had with um, a French journalist a few weeks ago. We were talking about how Leeds and Nice are quite similar in that they rely on funneling through the middle of the pitch. So whatever that tells you about that, there you go. <laughs> oh, well, OK. OK, so I think it's safe to assume then some time for adaptation would be needed uh, for, for, for Turan. Um, although by comparison, Turan certainly seems a bit further along in his development than Manu Kone. That seems to be the impression I'm getting, uh, certainly from people I've had conversations with. Um, it would be Taram and then Kone uh, in the pecking order. Um, I, I, I'm just looking down that list anyway. I don't think... Are there any competent... Those are all centre-halves, aren't they? Yeah. Pavard's Pavard, well, Pavard, a bit of both, isn't he? Yeah. Pavard, yeah, just, Pavard's a bit of both, to be fair. Yeah. But then would you... Yeah. Can, can I? I don't think any of us are going to go for him because of the cost. But can I just make a quick case uh, for Chelsea's Levi Colwell? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Pep Guardiola. He's he's a phenomenal. He's, he's contracted with Chelsea until twenty twenty five. Had had a solid loan spell with Brighton last term. I, I will I will state, and this is part of the reason why I think we won't go for him. Uh, in addition to the cost, is that he seems to be more of a, a long-term Virgil van Dijk replacement. Obviously, Chelsea are very aware of how talented he is and they're reluctant to sell, understandably. That is their right. Uh, according to stats collected on him, um, and you know this is interesting, they say that Virgil van Dijk is the third most statistically similar player uh, to Chelsea's Levi Colwell behind Andrews Christensen and Facundo Medina. Um, Ariel's one. This is the interesting barometer, I think, when you're looking at sort of centre-halves and sort of comparing them with Van Dyke, or at least part of it. Uh, so he registered in the 95th percentile for Ariel's one. Van Dyke is 92nd, 92nd. Of course, this is over the last 365 days. So we've got to account for Van Dyke's drop in form. Uh, he carries the ball forward a lot more than Virgil. So he's in the 88th percentile for progressive carries. Virgil's is 34th. Progressive passes, 92nd percentile. Virgil is 76th. Pass completion percentage. um, He's got a pass completion percentage of 88.2% per 90, uh, which means he's in the 78th percentile compared to Virgil's 89.9th percentile. But I I think he's taken... um, Has he taken more passes from a lower pool? I'll have to check that later. Um, Shot creating actions, 93rd percentile compared to Virgil's 58th. Uh, percentile you, you, you can see the similarities there Lance um, yeah. and certainly why Chelsea are so keen to hold on to him but you know I, I, I've and again I, I don't think this is one we go for this summer but I'm thinking at some point beyond that if an opportunity arises especially given there's already been murmurs isn't there I don't, I don't think anyone's desperate to, to to be replacing Virgil anytime soon or even thinking about a replacement but I think that's going to be a very serious consideration next summer uh, at there the latest, I, I reckon. There definitely needs to be a, a Virgil understudy. I think we can hold off a year or two 
mm. on that though. And I have a, a gut feeling that Chelsea are just going to, I mean, from, from the, the murmurings that we've heard there, it's not going to really slow down on their desire to, to, to bring in new players. They'll definitely need to get rid of players for, to, to match FFP uh, regs. But I, I just, the, if you're a youth player that's gone out on loan and you're coming back to Chelsea and you're seeing that in front of you and you're going, I don't even know, I can't even see where I fit in right now, let alone in a couple of years' time. I, it, it's such a minefield of a club that, you know, I, maybe this is like, you know, the Liverpool bias in me, but like, you know, I'd, if, if it were me in that kind of position, I'd be like, I'll just see out my contract and, and try and, if they won't let me go, I'll see out my contract on loan somewhere uh, if, if they'll let me and I'll try somewhere where I know that I'm definitely going to get game time and I'll be respected. And if that's, if he is as similar to Van Dyke as, as you, you are claiming, then we would probably be right up there saying, look, you've got a, you can learn from one of the best in the biz and you'll be his replacement in a, in a year's time, two years time, but your, your game time will increase over that. And that's your, that's your roots into full time, you know, a, a locked in position. I think that's the offer Liverpool have got to make. If his contract expires in 2025, you wait a year. He doesn't. He doesn't extend by however however long. And you think that's certainly a possibility. You look at you know Chelsea have brought in Benoit at Badiashil. Um, I may have butchered that pronunciation. I do apologise. Um, he's got to be looking at that situation thinking I'm probably not going to break into that back line unless I get a shot with Pochettino. If I don't get a shot with Pochettino, Liverpool over there will definitely, as Rick, you've rightly mentioned, be looking for a Van Dijk understudy and there's a real possibility then of more regular playing minutes shortly after. Um, I, I think that's definitely one Liverpool have to keep an eye on. But anyway, we're back to the... <laughs> we're getting stuck with the real world. I think it's very hard to ignore it. Um, look, the one that caught the eye for me uh, was... Um, is it Gon- Goncalo Inacio? Gonzalo, Gonzalo Inacio? Um, eight salary, 45 spend. Uh, not not as superior of aerials, but I think looks more of a the right cent- the right side is centre centre defender. Um more of like a Joel Matip replacement almost, especially when you look at his, his ball-carrying stats. So he's in the 97th percentile for progressive carries, 96th for successful take-ons, 99th percentile for progressive passes. His pass completion rate is 89.6% from a higher volume of passes attempted per 90, 88.63. So he ranks in the 92nd percentile for pass completion ahead of Virgil van Dijk. Um, does really well for shot-creating actions too. Uh, might, might be a decent option then for your right side as centre-half. If we're prepared to spend that much, yeah, it's 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 a difficult one, really, isn't it? because I mean, looking at looking at all these players, I'm it's, I'm not really convinced. Looking at the transfer budget as well, and the fact that midfield is probably where our priority should be, um, even though we've you know already added to it, I'm not convinced any of these players that we can get are going to do anything massive for for Liverpool. Um, Gomez and Matip um, have obviously got their injury woes, um, but I don't think 
the money that we could generate from shifting either of them on, I don't think is, is enough to justify jumping in on one of these players. Uh, Gladiol is obviously the outstand, outstanding player in this list here, and he would obviously be a choice, but actually at the at the moment can't budget that. Um, I mean, I, th- I think in, for me anyway, in terms of jumping on a new defender, I, I'd have to have another look to see what we got offered for Gomez. Because I think there's definitely uh, a case for some of these players. Um, right, okay, so 16 million for Joe Gomez. Yeah, it's just if you're going to spend like 45 million on a new centre half, is it going to be that much of an you know an increase on Joe Gomez? But then again, there's the there's the injury record of Joe Gomez. I, I would also throw in uh, something that not a lot of people are considering is well i mean a few people are considering but it doesn't seem like the transfer committee are considering is homegrown status and if you're getting rid of gomez then you really need to with death at that point we are not up 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 a creek without a paddle but we're definitely in that sort of like we need to be signing english players and then that's where you get your your english tax comes into the equation and it's like well you got a budget for that and so it's it's almost as if like you know to to if we if you get rid of Gomez then you kind of also have to get rid of Fabinho almost or someone like that in order to free up the wages or not the wages or the transfer budget in order to bring in that English player. Yeah. The problem is if you're looking at English players, you're looking at what? Well, wait, no, sorry, no, I was going to say Bella, Bella Kotchap English. Uh, good, good question. I don't think he is. I don't think he is, but it was one of those I was looking at and thinking, is he... No, beg your pardon, he's a German professional. Uh, So you're looking at Levi Colwell, looking down that list. Uh, Levi Colwell, basically, is your sole homegrown option. Hmm. It's a lot of money. Get rid of Matt Eap and then spend even more of the budget to bring in... um, a non-homegrown player. Uh, I like the I like the sound of Mickey Van der Van. I think I think that's a uh, Mickey Van der Van. That's that's a superb name. Wouldn't be a bad option, Steve. Wouldn't be a bad yeah. option. Very but, well does very well for progressive carriers and successful take-ons. Ninetieth percentile, ninety-third percentile, respectively. He's terrible with aerials, but again, you you put him alongside Virgil, you don't really need to worry about that. Okay for pass completion. Would need work, but you're buying a young player there, so you 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 already understand that you. You're going to need to work with him and coach him and improve him, but lots of potential there, and he's one of the cheaper options on the list. I'll, I'll throw in uh, Timber into the mix. Mr. Statman, can you give me the lowdown on Timber? i give you the lowdown on Timber. You know, Timber is actually the one I wasn't expecting everyone to go for, but I can get the stats for you extremely quickly. <laughs> because it's quite <laughs> easy to type in. <laughs> this is annoying. Um, here we go. Well, Timber, does, uh, Timber looks decent. You know, There's a lot of green there. There's a lot of green. Ranks very highly for shot-creating actions. Um, superb pass completion rate. 99th percentile uh, for central defenders. Uh, 99th percentile for progressive passes. 99th percentile for progressive carries. Uh, 94th for successful take-ons. Um, yeah, not again, not great with the aerials. But I suppose, again, you, you're not thinking of them as your sort of left-sided central defender. Um, a lot to like there, really, about Durian Timber. Um, and uh, I think he's he is right-footed, so obviously, obviously the 
I think we're meant to be looking for left-footed uh, centre-backs. But we'll play the game. We'll play the game. Julian Timber is obviously a very, very good young defender. Uh, plenty to like there. Uh, but again, five foot ten. So you're buying him as effectively as as your Matip replacement. You're not expecting him to dominate uh, in set pieces. But you know, if you look at the stats there, I think you can. He's he's clearly very comfortable um, handling the ball uh, and moving it forward, which is exactly what you'd want from a potential Matip point two. Um, what do we what do we reckon, gents? Because I'm just looking back at uh, the list there. Obviously, he's a little bit more expensive uh, than Mickey Van der Ven. Um, nine million more in, in, from the budget. Mm. Takes, a, mm. takes a really big, you know, you're looking at over half the budget gone on, on, on Durian Timber before you obviously take into consideration the potential sales. <coughs> he, is, he is one of the ones that I, would, that I would be looking at. But, I mean, I suppose <laughs> there's a very small case, I'll say it quietly, but uh, there's a small case that Seb van den Berg could actually become a bit of a monster. You know, he's not really had a full run at Liverpool. He's still very young. I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to come in and be Gvardiol for Liverpool, but, you know, there is that case that he he could be the one on the bench, you know, to give the players the rest. And then next year, Liverpool would go out and pick up a player like maybe like Timber or uh, Colwell or somebody like that. But I think, I think for me, the list of players in front of me and the prices of them all, I'm not wholly convinced by any of them <laughs> yeah you know um not the, against the players but it, it's 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 obviously the prices attached to them and the budget liverpool have got in, in in this game it's it's uh you know i think we have to be careful and i'm, and I'm not convinced really by by any of them with all those things i take into consideration i i would say based on the fact that he's one of the better cheaper options um that we, I mean, yeah, I'd say if we're going to get someone, Van yeah, Van. Mickey, Mickey Van der Ven. Can we agree on Van der Ven as, as a potential purchase? So it won't be a Van der Ven. I mean, it kind of feels like cheating because we've 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 literally gone right. Okay, so we're getting Code and Van der Ven, which are the two players that we've been kind of linked with. Uh, it feels like we're just sort of going by. Ah, well, if Twitter says it's okay, then we're then it's okay, but. Maybe, maybe we're just onto something. Maybe we just know what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, statistically, he's a good ball carrier. So if, yeah. if you're looking for a Matic replacement, you know, not not as a, a Virgil understudy, I think that's that fits the bill. And he's got a great name, and he's definitely getting called Mick if he comes to Liverpool. So oh. you know, there's bonuses everywhere. Uh, Mick, um, okay. I, I wish to make a, a public apology uh, because we only have five mil in the wage budget. I thought it was going to be transfers, not the uh, transfer budget, not the salary that was going to be. I, I apologise, Farrell. I, I warned you all. I warned you all. It'll be the wage, but <laughs> wage, it's always the wages. It's always the wages. Right. Um, so I, I guess we're back at midfielders. Yes. Now I, I'm I'm looking at the list here, gents, and the only midfielders I see below five are Alex Scott. Yeah, just Alex Scott, basically. So, <laughs> right. Well, um, Alex Scott, then let's go. Alex Scott, right? Um, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we need to free up some wage budget. Might be. Can we have a look at the forwards before we move on? Actually, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd yeah. like to see who's down there. Oh uh, yeah, we did look at this before briefly. Yeah. Oh, Sadio. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of players there that would improve the team. And Zaha, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of players that would enjoy the and Zaha. Ooh, Haaland's snuck out of the bottom there. Yeah, he'll stay oh, there. No, well. no. Tantalising there. <laughs> Tantalising. Nice yeah. and black and yellow. Mm. Uh, maybe he goes back to Dortmund then. It's a, it's a sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. I've, yeah, I've, had, I've had a little look about her. Kavicha out of mind at all, but um, a bit out of reach, I think. Yeah. <laughs> One Bad of the most sought after players in the world. Yeah, I know. Just, just yeah. that mad. Yeah. Uh, Right, so, so, so what, are, what are we saying? Because we've got £45 million, uh, left in the transfer budget and five salary units left. Um, should we be looking at players we can offload? I, I would say that we just sort of pick the player that we want and then worry about freeing up the wage <laughs> budget. Okay. Do we have any curveballs, by the way? That, the the, the curveball was, um, was Harland. Oh, God, but I don't know if there were any more sort of upcoming. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I mean, okay, I mean if, you really want, if you really want another one, we can throw another one into the mix. I mean, should we? I, I might regret sending that. It's going to be like Luis Diaz's leg falls off or something. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, we could because that curveball just flew over the stand like a Dejan Lovren attempt on goal from 50 yards, didn't it? I mean, we didn't okay, even well, see it. We've just rolled six. Uh-oh, so. Bayern Munich have just offered Sadio Mane to us for twenty million. Interesting discount of eight million. Again, the, these are like you said; these are Dejan Lovren over the yeah, Rosie. Oh. It's just not think. what we need at the minute. No, he's not. Forwards. It's, it's really just, not. It's a step oh. back. It's a, I mean, he's a phenomenal footballer, legend, but obviously that that's just a step back. Because the, the only thing I could consider really would be. You could raise a bit of money by getting rid of Diaz to bring in Mane, but that is literally a step backwards. Do you, do you want a different curveball? Shall we just shall we just go for another curve? We'll keep going. For keep, doing, keep going until it makes something sense. actually. <laughs> oh no! You won't get this. Le- Levi Colwell for half price. Go on. Right, okay. <laughs> Virgil Van Dijk has hit. Oh, for God's sake! Appearance contract threshold. His salary has now gone to fourteen. We now have one salary unit left. Well, that definitely oh, makes it yeah. interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm so sorry, lads. Is, is, is that, uh, <laughs> that Joel Matip leaving the club, is it, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we can now no longer afford Alex Scott. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a very, it's a very bleak situation, gentlemen. Um, maybe we can I would, okay. catch the play midfield for us. Oh, I, I think I, I I think it's got. Look, listen. If we're bringing in a right-sided central defender, I think Matip has to go. Surely, I think he's the one. It, can, yeah. Should we all should we all agree? Should we sell him? Yeah, it's a oh. sad day. It's a sad day, but has Joel's to be done. Fan. Sorry, sorry, Joel. Thanks right, for okay. the memories. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for all the fish. That is in the Champions League final. We'll never forget it. What a what a player. <sighs> what a guy. What, what a guy. Okay. That's, We've got we've got the our list of sort of there's a core cool list of players there Kelleher, Shimakaz, Gomez, Morton, Fabinho, Cavallio, Jota, and Diaz. We have a transfer budget of forty nine million, and we've got nine units of salary. Um, what what are we what are we saying? Because in terms of the players that we can afford with that in midfield, you're looking realistically. At the likes of uh, Milan Kolic, Savic, Douglas Luiz, Aston Villa, 
Uh, oh, that is frustrating, gentlemen. That is frustrating. We're actually one million away from Catherine Turan. One Hang million. On. My laptop is about to die. I'm just going to plug that back in. Hang on. So, I mean, we could just get rid of Owen Beck. That makes, I mean, that does make sense. I mean, I wouldn't, I would sponsor that. <laughs> I would sponsor that decision. Can, can we all agree to sell? <laughs> Owen Beck. Yeah, all right. It's been done. Oh, no. right. Sorry, Owen, if you're oh, watching. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Kevin Teram, everyone, can we, we are, what are we saying? I think, I, think, I think everybody would understand that decision, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at the minute, we, have we brought in the three players that have been he- most heavily linked to the club at the minute? Is that what we're <laughs> this is, so basically, we've spent just... over an hour on this, and all we've the done is go to Twitter yeah. rumours. Oh my god! An hour and twelve minutes, and we've basically just gone for the most, the three most linked players at Liverpool Football Club in the three positions we need. I mean, this has been not going to lie though; they're linked for a reason. So, I mean, it's <laughs> it's just how have we done this? Anyone who's stuck with us to this point I is going to be got, thoroughly disappointed. We've got Mickey Van der Ven in there as well. You know, it's, it's I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, another one that has been linked. Uh, all, all that, yeah. all, all that, and with the the curveball of Van Dyke's up salary, so I think that's uh... yeah. Oh, and Sadio Mane has been knocked back from Liverpool. Very good. <laughs> I mean, uh, um, right. I mean, hang on a moment, though. Right. I suppose we could do something drastic. Keep her interested. We could do something drastic. Yeah. Do you want to do something drastic? We could yeah, do something. <laughs> I mean, it's just an option. What, not, what, what, selling that, we're selling, like, what we're selling? What we're saying? Get rid of Van Dyke. Yeah, oh, be. that is a bold yeah. move, sir. Yeah, very bold move. Um, so that frees up. That, it would free up a hell of a yeah. lot of money, especially now that he's, he's over the threshold and he's, he's upped his, con- his contract. He's now the most. Because uh, the, the, the problem is also. With him being on such a high salary, then you're going to have like, I mean, we're not going to renew most contracts again, are we? Let's realistically, let's let's face it. But you're still going to get uh, everyone going. Well, hang on a minute, you've just given Trent how much, and Virgil was on how much before you sold him? Like, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 everything just goes up a level, and then that's that's how the cycle progresses. I mean, here's the it's thing like, with, with the budget we've got now, we can afford Levi Colwell. That's if we what I was thinking. Gavardiol as an alternative, we're 22 million away from Gavardiol. We've got enough in the wage, so we need to free up 22 million further to get Gavardiol, or we can just get Colwell. Um, and so, if we get Colwell, that free, so we've got 15 million left in the budget. Then I think Colwell's an easier bet. Um, yeah. It is yeah, interesting that the last decision was basically get rid of Van Dyke and bring in Cole. <laughs> that's, that's, that's quite. A, you know, we're on our own now. We're in un- uncharted territories. No Twitter rumors <laughs> going to help us now. <laughs> that's what we're saying. Me. What are like, we? We've saying? gone completely off the deep end now. This yeah. is. Could you imagine here? Oh, goodness me! I mean, what would what would everyone say to that? So, a midfield window in which we've bought Kevin Turan, Mano Kone. Alexis McCandless has already been brought in. We've got in Mickey van der Ven and Levi Colwell completely revamping the back line and the midfield. I'm not sure how popular that Virgil decision will be, but 
We're paid to make the, the right decisions. <laughs> we don't have to do it. We can go back on it. It's not, a, it's not set in stone. We're just sort of playing around with the figures. And that's the beauty of this spreadsheet is that you can, you can go, ah, well, actually, no, that, made, that makes more sense to, to not do that. Just rip I the buy shares out of Van Dyke's hands and be like, no, you're coming back, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still convinced that Jürgen is going to tap Jude Bellingham on the shoulder tonight and be like, actually, you're coming with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, as, as I said to you earlier, he picked the number five shirt at Real Madrid because he's secretly a big Alden fan and he's going to eventually come to Liverpool. It's all just a conspiracy. It's all a conspiracy, Although, mate. He is taking it a bit too far. I am getting a little bit insecure now that he's not going to sign for Liverpool, I have to admit. Yeah. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, the 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 signing of the contract for Real Madrid was like you know a very yeah. very wor- worrying development. But yeah. yeah, when he was holding the shares in the Bernabeu, I, I started to think, you know what, actually, maybe not. Yeah, right. So, so That's are we going? So basically, are we going through with this Virgil Van Dyke nosedive, or are we just sort of going, yeah, you can have your your up to contract. You've deserved it. I don't. I've got to give the fans. Got to give the fans one little curveball, don't we? <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I suppose we're reacting to his wages being increased. Exactly. Going, Ooh. The reaction. Like we've got greedy bastard right now. <laughs> oh dear! Never going for that. Oh, no. Bring in some lad, some young lad so, from Chelsea. So, yeah. So we still got a fair chunk of. Uh, we could still do another. Deal maybe if we if we get rid of, um, if we get rid of someone else, <laughs> cause even more damage, or uh, or we could get someone on a free maybe I don't know. If we um, if we freed up some wage budget, because we could because I'm thinking we've got eight le- units left in the wage budget with four more we could get Marco Asensio on a free. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Sorry, Tyler, lad. <laughs> Wait, no, it was, it was the wage budget, wasn't it, that we need? It's to... the wage budget. Yeah, we need wage. Oh, we need someone. We need, we need Tyler, four come units. Back. Come back, Tyler. Tyler. Come back, Tyler. Uh, we need four units of wage. Four units of wage. Okay. Does, uh... does Fabio Carvalho go? Does Fabio Carvalho go? That's funny. Come on, you'll go. We get rid of Carvalho to make space for the Sensio. <laughs> I mean, one's future proof, the other isn't. But at the same time, I don't think Carvalho is going to bulk up enough for it to be worthwhile in the long term. He's a talented player. He'll, he'll do a job for someone, but I just don't. Like. Real life outside of the game, real life, I don't think he has a long, long, long term future at Liverpool. Even though Klopp and, and the staff were like, oh, no, 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 we want him on a loan. My gut tells me that's just trying to keep his value up. It comes down to whether, if we don't believe he's going to physically hit the right spec, are they, can, can they get him to. Not be that kind of Kone to Ram kind of player, but more of your McAllister kind of mould, where you're, you know, you're durable enough, um, but you, you're more important for how you sort of link up play, the, the technical side of the game, really. Because effectively, you're saying if you have one technical midfielder in that Liverpool midfield, and then two really, you know, physical dominant specimens, that's that's a that's a decent balance. That's a balance we can all live with. The question is, is can <laughs> 
can Cavalier be that player for Liverpool? Can he be reliably be that player for Liverpool going forward? Right. I just don't think he is. Sell him. He's gone. He's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And you're out of here. I don't think he's particularly crucial because we've got Elliot and we've got Bashetic, we've got Jones. You know, in an ideal world, that will be the midfield trio for the next ten years. But you know, or at least at some point in the next ten years. Marco Asensio, fantastic. We've still got yeah. 29 million in the budget. <laughs> oh, lads, here's one interesting. If we didn't go for Asensio, we have yeah. enough in the wage and enough in the uh, transfer budget to afford Sadio Mane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you're gonna, you're probably going to go for Sadio over Asensio based on pure ability. Um, <laughs> you, you never want to go back, though. That's the thing. He left for a reason. Also, I, that whole incident at Bayern is a bit... Mm. Oh, where he, he, he punched Sane. Yeah. It's, <laughs> do you really want to be bringing that kind of baggage into the club? Especially when he's already... You, you'd already have enough baggage saying, you know, welcome back. You know, your locker is being used by uh, Darwin over there, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair yeah. enough. Well, it's, are, uh... are, there any other, are there any other sort of players that appeal on, on the list? Because um, assu- assuming we decided to change our minds and not go for Marco Asensio and freed up um, 14 wage units in the budget, we still have 29 to play, million to play with. The players we'd be able to bring in, I don't know, from midfield, you're looking at Milinkovic, Savic, Lukas Suic, Sanderberg, who else is available? Alex Scott, of course. Uh, T. Elements on a free. Uh, Eunice Musa. I think uh, I would Steve, take I think all, you mentioned. Of, all of those players over Asensio, <laughs> to be fair. Definitely right. Musa. Who, who, how would you narrow down the list? So if you had, you had Musa, uh, Milinkovic, Savic, Suic, uh, Sanderberg and, that's a, and Alex Scott. Who's I most appealing of those? Musa five? would be quite a bit in the distance uh, ahead. I would, I would think Malinkovic Savage is probably the next one, but that is sort of like you know, he's a bit unpredictable, I suppose. But there is a there is a genuine superstar in there somewhere. Um, American as well. Yes, yes. Opens we, up the market. Yeah, appeals to history. Uh, yeah, I, I would. That's what I would put forward anyway. Definitely over, yeah. with all respect, Asensio um, in yeah. in twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, should we should we commit to Musa? I'm happy to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would definitely feel better about the overall squad if we if we had Musa in the in the mix there. That's a lot of midfielders. <laughs> he's he's 5'10", Eunice uh, Musa. Really good progressor of the ball. Uh, lo- loads of touches in the opposition penalty box. Um, re- tends to receive the ball quite up, high up the pitch as well. So again, it's one of those that strikes me as being more sort of influential and in sort of the final third. Um, the difficulty is with Jurgen Kopp, you never know. He looks at a player and goes... Actually, I think you're better suited deeper. Because <laughs> you, you look at Van Alden when he first joined, all those goals he used to score for Newcastle and ended up being a really sort of good, um, 
more reliable presence sort of deeper in the pitch, sort of recycling play, um, allowing your sort of teammates to thrive in that space. So you never know, really. There might, might be a player there in Musa you look at and think, actually. So it's, not, it's an option. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, w- I would... Um, yeah, I mean... Pr- yeah, presented with the option of Asensio or Musa. It's, it's Musa every day and probably twice on Sunday. Musa, it what, is. What about, what about you, Rick? Are you comfortable with that? I, I've, I've clicked the button. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. He's, clicked, he's committed. <laughs> I've committed. All I need to hear is you guys saying, yeah, I, I'd be happy with him, yeah. Right. Yeah. So as, as the situation stands, we have no transfer budget left. We have eight wage units left to play with. Um, if we did fancy a free transfer at if, this if stage. If Virgil van Dijk gets another international appearances clause. Dearie me, dearie me. Actually, actually, having said that about the free transfers, I think the only free transfer we could actually go for if we fancied it would be uh, Ron Robert Zeeler. But I think we've not got rid of Kelleher. So, not really yeah. a necessary one, I think, for us, is it? I think getting rid of Verge is probably enough of a shake up at the back. Sell them all. Build a new squad. I think. Yeah. I think what we'll say as well is uh, Van Dijk um, forced us into in, into yeah. you know getting it rid was of definitely, him. It was definitely. It made it more interesting to have to yeah. deal with that. Yeah, I don't want to get rid of Van Dijk. I, Christ, no. <laughs> please, do. Virgil, if but you are watching this, please never leave us. Yeah, but you no. you know someone's going to probably clip that scene and, and be like, these guys want to get, get rid of Van Dyke. Yeah. I, I can't wait for this to come out in an echo piece. Promise me this. I want to sell Virgil Van Dyke. The fume. Oh, goodness me. Oh, I um, know. I, dare I say it, I think we have our completed transfer window. A new look team and the most senior defender is between Canate and um, uh, often injured Gomez. It's it's an interesting shake up at the back, but I'm sure the two new lads will, um, you know, make strides. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm I, I mean, I'm, I'm, should we should we go with so right from the top the players we've agreed to sell. Um, so after much deliberation, we have agreed to sell uh, Fabio Carvalho, keeping the rest in those uh, top. Options going down the list after some serious thought. We decided to sell Jean Matip first, along with Reese Williams, Connor Bradley, Nat Phillips, Luke Chambers, Owen Beck. Our hands were forced uh, after a international appearances contract threshold for Virgil Van Dyke, upping his salary units to fourteen. So we decided to sell Virgil, which freed up um, a rather good chunk uh, in the transfer and wage budget our ins directly addressing uh, the back line first and foremost we brought in Chelsea youngster Levi Colwell after an impressive loan season with Brighton and Hove Albion uh, lots lots really to look forward to there I'm sure um, and we also brought in fellow youngster from Wolfsburg uh, Mickey van der Ven coming in as more of your Joel Matip uh, long-term replacement uh, in midfield it is all change again loads coming in everyone thought three possibly two. We have gone for four 
brand spanking new midfielders. We've appeased our overlords, Fenway Sports Group, with the signing of USMNT International at Yunus Musa of Valencia. We've also brought in Alexis McAllister, as promised. Uh, our two further signings there, as I'm sure shock, horror, uh, were heavily linked targets. Manu Kone and Catherine Turam of uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach and Nice, uh, respectively. We have ignored the attacking uh, midfielders and forwards. We did briefly, briefly consider uh, Marco Asensio, who's now a free agent, but we thought, actually, you know, you know what, we'd rather have four midfielders. Um, I think it's fair to say we're rather happy with the results. None of our transfer budget left. Um, we do have some wage free there to play with. So, you know, we, we, you know we've, looked, we've looked after things quite well, I think, you know, it, there's room there for everyone to work with in case we want to offer some new contracts throughout the season. So I think, you know, a, a well-deserved uh, pat on the back for us all there. Yeah, I mean, I th- we've, we've, obviously our forward line is is, is phenomenal. With a with a refreshed midfield, that's going to be lovely. Uh, obviously, it's a bit shaky at the back, but when Virgil Van Dijk, um, you know, rudely forces his way out of the club, uh, that's going to happen anyway. So um, you know, we, we've done the best we can. I think I'm disappointed that they even put that clause in the contract in the first place. But what can you do? Out of hands. Hey, listen, listen. We, 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 we can't account for the prior actions of the prior transfer committee. You know, Jörg Schmatke served us very well for two weeks. Um, <laughs> but we had to come in. We had to come in. And, you know, we had to, we had to just make some difficult calls there. You know, there was a curveball. We, we can't do anything about it, lads. Too often, uh, there's been complaints over a lack of ruthlessness in transfer decisions. Well, you wanted ruthlessness, you got ruthlessness. Uh, sacked off arguably the best centre half of his generation <laughs> in Virgil van Dijk and brought in the man that I have uh, badgered everyone about for almost half this entire call. Uh, and that is, of course, Levi Colwell of Chelsea, a very, very bright future and statistically uh, deemed very similar to Virgil van Dijk. We'll, we'll see how that one plays out. I will take full responsibility if it doesn't work out. But I think we're all pretty confident in the, the remainder of the signings that we've brought in here uh, for Liverpool Football Club. Uh, you've been watching us here on the Empire of the Cop podcast. Um, feel free to give us a like, a comment if you agree with any of our signings. And uh, yeah, be sure to give us a subscribe too if you've enjoyed this latest Transfer Committee episode. And join us again uh, in a year's time where we discuss presumably with another limited budget and we're making uh, similarly potentially disastrous calls about the future of the club and its <laughs> transfer policy. Um, we, we've had the editor of Flash Score here. We've had Steve Carson. Uh, we've had social media god uh, Rick Ellis. And I have been your host. <laughs> You've been degraded. Um, after that, uh, the call with Virgil van Dijk, I felt I needed to um, to praise your boldness. Um, I, I've been your host here, Farrell Keeling. Um, be sure to give us a little like on, on YouTube, and this will be going up on the Substack as well if you're keeping track there. Uh, but for now, that is everything. All changes here at Liverpool Football Club. We've made some difficult decisions. I hope you agree with them, but feel free to disagree. And thank you for joining us today. Goodbye.